there's nothing wrong when we think of how we interact with social media in our personal life. What is critical, however, is where our professionalism and our interaction with our patients come into the fore. Hello and welcome to the Medical Protection Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Grant, Medico Legal Lead in the Risk Prevention Department at Medical Protection. Today, I'm really pleased to be talking about our upcoming Caribbean Medico Legal and Ethics Conference that we'll soon be hosting. Spotlight on Risk is our medical conference, which is an online event and takes place on Sunday, the 21st of May from 1 until 3.15pm Trinidad time. Primarily, the conference is for Medical Protection members, but I should also add that any medical practitioner is able to join absolutely free of charge. So if you haven't already registered, do look in the podcast description below for a link. As with any medical protection conference, you can expect to hear from a number of world leaders on a variety of topics. We don't always get the chance to hear about them in advance until now. So I'm delighted today to be speaking to Dr. Derek Ahrens, who will be discussing the ethics surrounding social media. Now, Dr. Ahrens is author of Vital Communications in Medicine and is the foremost bioethicist in the Caribbean. He's provided expertise on complex bioethical issues and presented at international conferences in North and South America, Europe, Africa and Asia. He's also the convener and founding president of the Bioethics Society of the Caribbean. He's lectured at several universities across the Caribbean region and was the first ethicist at the Caribbean Public Health Agency. So, Dr. Ahrens, so lovely to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, with pleasure, Katie. Great. Yeah, and I think maybe we should start by asking what may be a, a simple question, but could you just outline what a bioethicist does and, what, and why your role is so important to us as medical practitioners? Sure. Now, let's break down the word bio, meaning life, and ethicist, well, ethics, the ethics of life. So simply put, what we're talking about are the ethical issues that we as humans face. Now, there are various subspecialties of bioethics. And for us in the medical profession, we think of medical ethics. However, some of our doctors are into research. So there's research ethics. And some of us are public health specialists. So we have public health ethics. So those are three that we will come across in a medical fraternity, the medical ethics, research ethics, and public health ethics. But there are wider considerations because we interact with our environment. Mm. And so there's environmental ethics. And so we have the ethics of the life sciences. And so bioethics is a broad-based collection of all these subspecialties. And so depending on where we work, Bioethicists may specialize, say, in North America, they specialize in clinical ethics. They only address the ethical issues that arise in clinical medicine. For us, however, in the Caribbean, because we can't afford to subspecialize, we've got to deal with all the issues that arise in, in healthcare, in, in, in research, in public health. We have to have all of these expertise on board. So that's what I do in the Caribbean. Great. And so really, ethics or bioethicists, you know, I, I've come across them in my previous work in intensive care. So, for example, you know, the resource allocation issue, if we had two patients and one bed, you know, that's the kind of ethical dilemma. So you're, you're saying that there's 
bioethicists help us make the, these difficult decisions perhaps? Do they help guide us in our professional decision-making? That's it. We are there as the specialists in these type of scenarios. And so medical practitioners, well, all healthcare personnel can refer to us, as well as patients, may approach us to provide guidance on how to make, how to deliberate and make decisions that would provide the best outcome, the best benefit to our patients. And so we are consultants that work in those fields and our expertise is often called upon, particularly when there are ethical dilemmas, because we are all, as health practitioners, we are all guided by our ethical codes of practice, by our clinical practice guidelines, code of ethics, and so on. But those may direct us in a, in, in a particular direction how we should act. But when there are principles that are conflicted, for instance, respect for autonomy, which carries with it beneficence, but then we also have to be fair, justice, we have to don't um, do any harm, non-maleficence. So whenever principles conflict, they present us with dilemmas and how to apply ethical weights to particular scenarios and balance them provides the, the, the guidance that the bioethicist provides. Yes, because I was going to say often I found with intensive care, particularly the medicine wasn't necessarily the most complicated part. Actually, the difficult decisions were these ones where you have that conflict. So one patient's needs and rights to autonomy conflicts with another patient's rights. And so what you're saying there is that you have these different fundamental principles that you will help guide healthcare professionals through so that they can perhaps find an answer when it isn't clearly black and white, when there's that grey area where perhaps there's not going to be a winner in every scenario. Right. Well, hopefully, and we, we take the health professionals along with our reasoning process so they can see and learn from the process going forward. When next year they meet these dilemmas, how to reason through on the matter. Great, and, and that leads me into nicely like asking how you got into this, because obviously this is quite a specialist area. How, how did your career reach this point? I would say it's fortuitous for those of us who believe in destiny. It was destiny. Written in the stars. <laughs> yes, I was a young medical, professional working in Jamaica and I guess others saw it in me. They thought I had potential. So when the medical association decided to start its first, well, start its ethics committee, yeah. it invited me to serve on the committee. Yeah. And I was honored because as a young doctor, you know, among these broad expertise of, of medical doctors in Jamaica, I was seen as, as being worthy to serve on this committee, I actually jumped at it. Yeah. Now, the first Caribbean conference in healthcare ethics and law was being hosted in Barbados the following year after ethics committee was started. And the chair of the ethics committee of Jamaica could not attend. The vice chair also had a conflicting um, routine. And then they turned to me next, asked me to represent the Medical Association of Jamaica at this conference. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't believe a young doctor like me, I, perhaps I might have just been three, four years in practice representing. And so I went off to, to Barbados to this conference. And for the first day, I was so fascinated with all the topics that were being discussed that by the second day, I decided this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. 
know, all the talk. And we can think of, of all the dilemmas that, that are that we face. You've mentioned some of them. Um, Physician-assisted suicide, um, um, end-of-life issues, healthcare issues that, that are striking. And so I went to speak to the specialists that had been brought in to the Caribbean because we had, didn't have any locally. It was Professor Somerville from the University in Canada. So she came and presented, presented most of the topics. So I went to her during the break of the second day, the coffee break, and said, Professor Somerville, I'm so fascinated by all the things you've been saying. How can I get to learn more? This is what I want to do. So she said, oh, she looked at, oh, Dr. Aarons, I'm, in, I'm impressed that I've at least impressed one person in the audience <laughs> with what I've been saying. <laughs> oh. and, and I think it is timely because McGill University has just started a master's program in bioethics this year. Mm -hmm. And so if you want, when I go back to McGill, give me your details, I'll send you the, 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 the details of our application forms and so on, and, and we'll see where it takes you. And that was the start of it all. I got my application form, I filled it in, I sent it off. When they sent me the cost, I saw, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a young doctor, I don't have any savings. Yeah. I sought around, went to all the establishments in Jamaica. If the university had scholarships, I went to uh, LICA, that's a life, life insurance companies in Jamaica, form this, saying this is important for the healthcare that we provide and the life insurance that you provide. Please help me fund this. It, basically, I touched everywhere and nobody was, they all saw the importance of it, but no yeah. one was, was willing to put up the cash. And so when the deadline came and McGill was saying, we have heard from you, I discussed it with my wife and she said, Derek, I see you're passionate about this. I think we should liquidate all that we've done so far and go up and study. And so I sold my car, I sold, we sold our to pay <laughs> for this, and off we went to Canada. And the rest is history. I did my master's, um, came back to Jamaica, worked in family medicine, saved up to do my PhD, and then went back to Canada to do my PhD. And so that is how I got into bioethics, the love of my life, the passion of my work. <laughs> I'm jealous. Like, I mean, I love my job, but you know, the fact that you felt you knew that was your thing, you know, you felt that that was your thing. You spoke to the, the, the professor from the university and then suddenly your path was in front of you. I think a lot of us will be envious of that story, um, how you, you identified that. So I think what a lovely story. And also that you took that gamble, you know, you, you backed yourself and your wife backed you. And, yes. and here we are now. Excellent. Well, that's an inspiring yeah. story. So with all this background and, and, and your experience, we've asked you to speak on a, a particular topic, haven't we, at the conference? And we're going to be looking at social media and perhaps the, so some of the ethical dilemmas that our members face. So we know, I mean, we get calls on our advice line quite a lot about doctors asking about boundaries, perhaps between them and patients, but also things about promotion of their business or even um, other types of ethical issues. So can you give us a, a taster of what you might be talking about in May? Sure. As we all know, certainly over the last decade, social media has expanded widely and our interaction, uh, particularly in our personal space. And there's nothing wrong 
when we think of how we interact with social media in our personal life. Yeah. What is critical, however, is where our professionalism and our interaction with our patients come into the fore. And uh, like one of the issues I will speak about is, is if we get a Facebook request from one of our patients. Oh, yeah. You know, a friend's request. How do we handle that type of scenario? And I'll be dealing with a number of the ethical considerations that are important when we interface with various forms of social media and the dilemmas that arise and what are the principles we should use when we seek to choose the best way how to address particular issues so as not to provide an ethical conundrum or, or hopefully not, not embarrass all, all, all the profession to which we belong by which we, we, we respond. So those are some of the issues I'll be addressing in my presentation at the conference. Yeah, because we often find, you know, sometimes our members ring us and they want a definite answer. Look, can I do this or not? Yes or no? What should I do next? What should I say? And actually a lot of our job, and it sounds a little bit like what we're going to be discussing, there's not necessarily a right or wrong, is there? All there is is a sense, there's different pointers on the way perhaps that will help us, you know, weigh up these different elements. Because again, things like the Facebook request, you might think, well, actually, I'm in a small community. I don't want to offend anybody. You know, our kids go to the same school. What's the harm? But, you know, you look at it on the, the flip side, which you're going to talk about. Actually, maybe it's not as innocent as that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes there's connotations or particular conflicts of interest that can arise from those interactions. So I am looking forward to that. The other thing I'm looking forward to is um, things like how we talk about promoting our businesses or our reputations or indeed what harm we may actually do to our own reputation by our reckless use of social media. So I am very excited about this section of the uh, conference. And you're going to join us in the panel, aren't you? We're going to have a panel session as well to discuss any other issues. And if anybody's got any questions that they want to ask uh, Dr. Aarons in advance, contact us. We've got all the links below in the, uh, in the podcast information. So I am very much excited about this. So it's May the 21st. And you will be able to hear Dr. Aarons as well as lots of other really interesting speakers from a wide range of backgrounds. So, Dr. Aarons, it's been so great hearing from you today. Um, I feel very inspired by your career path. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about um, your work and how you can help us navigate these difficult dilemmas uh, in our professional and our personal lives. Right. Because those boundaries, as you said, are becoming more blurred as technology becomes more important in our lives. Certainly, and I look forward to all health professionals joining us on that day. Bring your questions, bring the dilemmas that you face, and we'll, we'll seek to, to, to work through, to provide you with the guidance needed so that there won't be any challenges going forward. Bring them all along. Dr. Aarons is there. He's got limited time, so get your, get your questions in early, but absolutely. So I just want to say thank you so much again for Dr. Aarons for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again on the 21st of May. Thank you so much. See you all. If you'd like to hear more from Dr. Aarons and from our other speakers, please do register for the conference on the 21st of May using the link in the podcast description below. Otherwise, I've been your host, Dr. Katie Grant. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.